is going on, guys? Episode four, season two of the City Boy Show. I'm Javier. This is Danny. What is up? This guy's laughing up a storm right now. We got a serious show to do right now. <laughs> we didn't we didn't mess up our recording three times before this show. We didn't I swear. Totally record the first twenty minutes of this show with no mics on. All right. Uh, it's still a good week. Even though it's a tough day. <laughs> uh, home opener against Miami. We won. We're back on the winning ways. We're back in the NYCFC winning ways. How does it feel? It feels good. It feels much better than us recording this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was good to be back at home. Uh, I really enjoyed, you know, not only just the game itself, which is just always a great game at Yankee Stadium. But also all the shenanigans before the game, all the shenanigans after the game, uh, before the game. Unfortunately, we showed up a, a last minute, so we didn't get to see the march. We didn't get to go to any of the We're always beforehand. last minute, bro. We're all Hispanics. We just can't take it out of our blood. <laughs> we just show up late to everything. It's so hard to make it on time. But it was nice to see, you know, um, the 90s podcast guys and the press conference. It was nice to see Trey from Blue Balls. It was nice to see uh, the Forever podcast guys. Just name calling everybody. I just, <laughs> it's good to see them. No, man. it's actually, it's nice. It's like going back to like school for the first day. Yeah, You're like, exactly. oh, it's you guys. What's going on, exactly. guys? Oh, is that a fresh new outfit? Let me see. <laughs> I got the cut, actually. I was trying to look cute for my first day of school. <laughs> um, but let, let's get into the atmosphere at the stadium. Was it electric? I felt like it was electric. I thought it was electric too, man. I mean, I thought we rolled deep. I thought, you know, there being like 30 degrees on a Saturday night, people weren't going to show up. We 25,000. That's a good turnout, man. Yeah, well, we were give you the exact number. It was 24,000 something like that. 489. <laughs> I said I was going to give you the exact number and then I did not. 24,489. That's well, a pretty good turnout. That is a good turnout. That's what I'm thinking. Is this going to be the new norm? Because so, because people like going out on Saturday night. So even though we, I love the 1 p.m. games personally, but did it draw as many people? I don't know. I mean, we were talking about we were talking to someone after the bar after the game. I was like, I don't know. I don't love these games because I'm going to bed at 9 p.m. I'm an old man. <laughs> uh, but they were like, but I still got to enjoy my day, right? I got to yeah. hit up the gym. I got to see other people, and then I come to the game. So maybe this will actually increase. And it maybe was... Apple knows what they're doing. <laughs> maybe. Um, it was actually nice to go to the bar after the game too. Like not in the middle of the day where you're like still day drinking. It's like, eh, that's not that fun. But nighttime drinking after a good game. That's true. But also they closed. Oh we, yeah. We yeah. That's Yankee, a complaint. Yankee tavern, right? We yeah. Yeah. Yankee. All the bars closed super early. And I think, um, what's the bar we usually go to? Billy's didn't even open at all. Or right before the game, they closed or something. I heard the dugout. Was oh, closed. the dugout. The dugout. dugout there you go. Right, uh, right after the game. It wasn't even open that day. That's messed up, Which bro. Which was insane. No love for MLS, bro. Uh, but but for, for, but it was just a great time, man. There was something you said that I wanted to like piggyback on, but I don't remember. Oh, also, I uh, we know we gave away our tickets last, last week. Yeah. And... Uh, Alan, I don't know if the guy's real name is Alan, but his Instagram says Alan on it. He was like, brought, uh, brought my boy to the game, and now he's a diehard fan. He absolutely loved it. And I remember we were talking to third rail dudes um, at the gala event, and he was like, really, the best way to grow this fan base is just bring a friend. Because soccer is cool on television, but when you're at the game, it completely changes your perspective. And I thought... You know, we just saw this. We gave away tickets, and now we have one new fan. And if everyone keeps bringing one new fan, 
Yeah, the numbers could keep growing. And then our podcast numbers keep growing. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone else's podcast numbers keep growing. So bring a fan, homies. And we're going to keep trying to give away some tickets. And we'll talk about that at the end of the show. Yeah. Uh, but it was it was really nice to actually get that message. So that was No, no, cool. yeah, it was actually cool. Because we said it too. We weren't big soccer fans. We went to a game, fell in love with it. So if, the, if it's happening to other people as well, that's exactly what you want, right? And I think especially if you're like, want to be part of this like ecosystem when you sit in the supporter section like just that energy that's there is like a game changer yeah. and there's no other sport in the united states that has that type of like crowd yeah exactly has that type of energy music the vibes like it's just a great experience so that's why you got to go to a, a soccer game let's hope we get more but let's, let's stop branding this <laughs> Twenty five thousand is the is the norm is what we're saying yeah nothing under 24 492 89 89 <laughs> let's get into this inter miami game we finally won our first game just a little fact we're 6 0 and 2 on home openers at yankee stadium nice. you know we're dominant at home i hope you put money on the win i did actually, I did too, actually. <laughs> um we won one nothing and we didn't score a goal they actually scored the goal for us an own goal by christopher mcveigh in the 36th minute yeah, I said this on Twitter. I just want to say it on the show. Um, Christopher McFay, if you want to be on Austin FC, you could just say so. You don't got to go and try to replicate what <laughs> they did in CONCACAF. He's trying to say, and I don't think a lot of people got your reference either. You got like one like on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good joke. Uh, it's, he's trying to say because it was like a backwards pass, but it wasn't really a backwards pass. It was like more he was trying to clear it and it went to the goal. I don't get the reference either, guys. I mean, he thinks he, everybody gets it. It wasn't a great reference. It was a great joke. <laughs> let's get into the lineup though so we started Baraza, Kufre. you're gonna still roast me on these names Chanel, Sand, Santi, Perea, Tiago Martins, Pellegrini, Micha, Talis Magno, and Keaton so when I first originally saw the lineup I saw Pellegrini and I was like wait Pellegrini, Santi what's gonna happen here I'm not comfortable with this Santi's playing the 10 Pellegrini you should not be in this lineup right now <laughs> what what were your first thoughts when you saw the lineup no I mean I was pretty excited about it I didn't know until that day that Pellegrini's birthday was that day and you know how old is he yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> You're the one with the facts, bro. You know, 24,000. You don't looking, know I'm Pellegrini's looking, I'm birthday? I'm looking it up right now. All right. Well, while you look that up, I'll give my opinion on Pellegrini. <laughs> uh, you're definitely not spelling his name right, but it's all right. Um, so I was really excited to see him on the, on the left wing. We're still trying to have a lot of questions, right? We've been playing Jason sometimes. We've been playing Thiago Andrade sometimes. And so it was like this kid is like good in that position. That's his natural position as the left wing. Mm-hmm. And you know he probably has a little vendetta against Inter Miami uh, because he was on that team and they dropped him. I remember Voss called it last week when we were in the Subsucker podcast. He was like, "I think this guy's gonna have a big day because of that type of like rivalry." And you know, coaches try to play someone when they've been on a previous team. And you know, made me think of it too. Remember, it was like a couple years ago they pl- started Tony Rocha. Oh, on his birthday oh yeah he was a superstar that, that game. was his day bro it he was, was like i'm coming out to play <laughs> <laughs> and so uh so i was excited for him on the on the wing uh and i think he played much better on the that wing, game yeah. than he did in the past two games he well is... we know he's been out of position i i don't think he's comfortable at the 10 or i don't think that that experiment worked yeah i 100 percent agree uh that's why we paid santi dp money <laughs> um so um yeah i i thought it was gonna be well i called it before the game uh and i thought he did play well 
he, he had the, he almost had the goal that was called offsides, which I think uh, we talked about it and it showed a little bit of flash of brilliance. Like he has that finishing quality that we keep saying he was a DP before. Uh, that he he does have that star ability. And uh, NYCFC did like a quick clip of like uh, Chanel did a lob to him and he did one of those. Uh, he stops the ball with his feet and it looked all fancy. So maybe we are seeing these flashes of br- brilliance from P- Pellegrini that could make us be like okay this is what we have in him and he's gonna shine more but right now i think it's too close to call too early to call that was a dp offside though (laughs) (laughs) what was i gonna say i did i did look up the birthday he's 20 he was born in 2000 march 11 2000 so he's 23 i think yeah because 23 years yeah yeah no would he be 22 no, <laughs> <laughs> so we can't do no because Wikipedia show. says 22. That's because they probably haven't updated it, bro. Go change it right Wik- now. Wikipedia, I gotta go update for this right now. <laughs> All right, he's 23. I know math, I work, yeah. That's <laughs> All right, moving on. Thoughts on uh, thoughts on Santi. I mean, your thoughts on Santi. I did Santi play as well as Santi play last year? Uh, there were parts of it, right? I think parts of it you showed where he could distribute the ball. Um, parts where he kind of showed where he could he he makes opportunities to score. But did all the same flaws that Santi have last year also show in this game? I think so too. Like you you take you take this game and you take it to the macro level of last year, it felt very Santi-ish. It was yelling at the ref about the game you you're so adamant about this yelling at the ref yelling at the ref does not mean anything it just means you're passionate about the game i see no problem with you yelling at the ref people yell at the ref all the time yells at the ref more than santi does like the guy's always complaining and sometimes it's not even his penalty and he's going in and he's starting trouble man it doesn't matter if you're yelling that's passion that's what we want to see out of our players i'm tired of this oh he's been yelling at the ref it's fine it's okay to yell at the ref that does not uh equate to him not having the skills on the field well the skills on the field were a little limited this game too well you are also not not putting into consideration that he hasn't been playing the whole preseason with this team and there's a lot of new pieces left wing right wing uh, sands is back it's all these things you have to now work around and like really work with the team yeah and i agree with you it is too early to be like something's not worth dp money but i still think that like if you, we are going to pay Santi DP money. I think the expectations are DP money expectations, right? And I think that there was things that Santi did last year, which wasn't a DP money for, that he just kind of brought to this year, and I hope gets fixed. Because how do you say that, like, yo, because he didn't play the preseason, his uh, finishing was worse? I mean, he had a preseason. He played with the other team, I think, Bahia. So it's not like he wasn't playing and uh, he just has that like thing where like he gets these opportunities, he makes opportunities actually, like he's really good at that. But then when it comes to finishing, he doesn't score. Look, we're also, I, I, you're also not considering that Calendar has been an amazing goalkeeper this year. And he, he did, yes, Santi had a couple shots that should have been made, but Calendar at the same time made some tremendous saves. So I don't think it's all on Santi just to say, oh, Santi didn't have the ability to finish. No, the calendar did make some impressive saves at the same time. And he as Santi put himself in positions that were dangerous that that led to high percentage shots and that's what you look for in a player. No, agreed. I agree with you. I just think uh calendar 
is yeah, best case six feet tall. It's a twenty <laughs> foot goal, and Santi shot it straight at him when they were on that one on one. And I just felt like I just it just gave me like PTSD from last year where Santi did that multiple times. I remember the time where he did that, and he could have passed it to Hebe for the goal. I never forget that at City Field because we could have won that game. Playoff? No. No, no, no. It was like the game. I think. Oh, Hebe was like complaining that one. I do yeah, remember yeah. that one. Actually. And it was just—it's just a very Santi thing to do. But I'm glad we have Santi. I'm only complaining, just saying. I'm not complaining like Santi's the not good, and we shouldn't have signed Santi. Not all that. All I'm saying is, you know, I think Santi has a lot of uh, room for improvement. And I just kind of hope we get that sooner than later because he's a DP now. Like, that comes with responsibilities, I think. I think there's a bigger beef and a bigger conversation to be had. And I think a lot of fans are more upset with Talis Magno. If you if you look around the Twitter world, social media, people think he's just trying to be this flashy player, but there's no substance behind it. Are you one of those guys who think that I, I'm starting, I'm struggling with it because I know it's not necessarily true, but at the same time, uh, I just, I wish we saw more from Talis Magno. I wish there was more goals being scored by him. I, I, I'm just, I'm struggling with him because I do see that flashiness, but then I don't see the finishing product. Just wanted to mention that we did win this game because <laughs> we talk about it like we did win this game, but we did win this game, but we also didn't score any goals. No, I agree. I mean, I I still believe in Talish. Like, I think, do I believe the number nine thing is? I still haven't given up on the number nine thing. Losing a little bit of faith in the number nine thing, but I thought he was hustling out there. I thought there was actually opportunities where he should have taken the shot and then he tried to pass the ball. But I noticed this game, he was able to hold on to the ball a little bit more, maybe make some moves. But then when he had the chance to shoot, he passed it. He's not great at distributing the ball at the moment. I think he's getting better at it. Well, he did have that one. I forget when it was when to, to Santi, who made Santi made the run over the top and yeah. he was in the midfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, exactly. He's distributing the ball. I think he's distributing the ball a little too much. I think sometimes he could have taken shots that he didn't take. So, I, I like do I love him on the nine? No. And I have some suggestions that I'll mention later. But I think he is doing the best he can do. Why don't, um, why don't you bring up the nine. number nine now? Who, who do you like more there? And why do you? Okay, we'll, we'll talk about it later. You look like you have thoughts on that. But I'll let you talk about it now if you want. Well, let's, let's, let's get into little, parks. Let's, let's get, get into get, parks. Okay, okay. So point is, I guess we're ending the Talish conversation. I still like this. So you're saying, you have you given up on Talish on number nine? I think I have. Oh my god! <laughs> and then who are you gonna put there? That's that's the struggling. But I mean, I guess we need Talis on the field regardless. So he has to be at the nine because we have San. Uh, we have. Well, technically, you could have put him on the wing, but then you don't know who to put on the nine. That's what I'm saying. So you think he's all flash and no substance? No, I think he has a lot of flash and he has substance, just not at the nine. <laughs> We're just putting him in the wrong spot because we don't have a true number nine yet. And yeah. we talked about this over and over again. We're like a broken record, but we're still missing that number nine spot. Well, when Tati comes back in the summer, he doesn't <laughs> have to worry about that. Will Tati pull a, a James Sands? I think so, man. I, th I mean, that's for like 10 episodes from now, <laughs> but I think so. All right. All right. Let's 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 get back to this game, though. I thought Parks played a pretty well game. Uh, he played a pretty good game. Uh, he had that one pass that was over the top. Um, I forget what minute it was. Oh, it was around the 17th minute. Talis to Magno. 
uh what what'd you talus and magna <laughs> i wrote it wrong here. it was talus and gp right? yes talus and gp what did you think of that what did you think of keen parks overall play i thought i i know uh monty got man of the match but i thought park should have had man of the match i thought he played really well i think he did a great job um that pass was beautiful and i thought he did a great job distributing the ball um and he was able to push up more and and when they put Santi in that false nine position and then move Parks up to like a cam position, I thought he played really well. And I was trying to figure out why we even tried Pellegrini and we didn't try uh, Parks. Parks there. Because did you see how well the ball flowed the moment you put Santi on the nine and you had Parks on the 10? Yeah. It was insane. We almost scored like four times. And then we weren't even trying to score. We took out Talis Magna. <laughs> well, we put in Alfredo Morales. I will and then say, we had Jason and these guys. Miami's defense was just like collapsing. Like that back line could not move the ball forward. It was just like mistake after mistake. So, I mean, granted, it was we did put some pressure, but I, I thought it was a lot more of Miami's mistakes than our, our, uh, our chances, I would say, or our, our great movement with the ball. I think Parks had some pretty good passes, though. I mean, Jason kept stealing the ball back. I agree. Like Jason, played yeah, really Jason's, well. yeah, Jason stole uh, the ball like four times. Yeah, that. yeah, but no, but I do think that Parks was player of the game, and then he had that opportunity to score on the 55th minute. Um, but he kicked it off his left foot instead of his right. Oh and my he goodness, that. that one was a tough one. It was so easy, just. I mean, it's easy for me to say as a fan, but yeah, <laughs> if, I've seen you out there. You also don't be scoring goals. <laughs> says the guy who scored zero and I scored three goals that game. All right. <laughs> don't listen to this guy. I'm a, I'm a stud. No, I'm not a stud on the field, but, but you mentioned it already. You said Jason, uh, Jason got some play time and Tiago Andraj has not. Did he get in that game? He, he might've got, Oh, he, he didn't get in that game. That's what was surprising was when you thought when they were going to do the sub, they were going to bring in. Tiago Andrade, and they brought in Jason. Is is do you think Cushing's off the Tiago train? Like why why isn't Tiago getting more stuff? It looked like yeah, it looks like he's he feels more reliant on Jason than he does Tiago. I think what's happening um, is that Tiago is a bit of a defensive liability, and Jason, as we saw the past two games, he's actually played much better defensively. And as you know, we still need a lot of support defensively. Kufre is new. Micha's been getting a lot of playing time. And like his, what I'm seeing is where he's better currently is on offense than on defense. Yeah. And, and I mean, we've seen a few times where like, you know, Tiago Martins and Cheneau with Kufre, they've been kind of like miscommunicating still. And the, and even if you think about the midfield, like James Sands just came in like two days ago. Yeah. So, like, you need a lot of defensive support to, like, not give up goals. And so, Jason seems to be a better option than Chiago Andrade. So, that's what I'm thinking is happening. Uh, I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts? No, I think you summed it up pretty much. Uh, Jason's been playing well. I mean, I, I, I honestly like the way Jason's been playing. So, I mean, it's working. I, I still think Tiago's the more explosive player does that result in more wins more goals i don't know at this point but i it just sucks because you're you want to root for tiago you know he's fast you know he's explosive but it seems that it's just not cutting it in cushion's lineup that where he feels like he should be starting over jason also like every time we talk about tiago we talk about how fast he is 
which I agree. But does the man have handles? Does the man have uh, no, no. When we, we talked about that two, I think a week ago, when when he had the ball over the top and had the open lane, and he didn't, he wasn't able to finish. Like we know, Valentin Castellanos would have finished that one. So I think we know he struggles with that. But how can we get? It's just how can you not use that speed in some way, right? I know. I know. That's where you struggle with it. Um, another person who really hasn't been getting much star time is Alfredo Morales. I know he was banged up for the last couple weeks, but I thought like coming home, this might be the game he actually gets a start, but it's not happening. Why do you think that is? I think the question is, where do you put him? If you're Nick Cushion, where, who are you taking out to start Alfredo Morales? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. That's the struggle right now. Yeah. And maybe... Maybe Santi doesn't play as a great 10, and then you put in another midfielder, and you put Parks kind of playing a tennis position, and then you can, I don't know, sub like Pereira and Santi. Well, I, I think regardless, we're going to need Alfredo Morales in some capacity. I mean, we have a lot of games to be played, so we're going to need the depth anyways. U.S. Open Cup's actually coming very soon, surprisingly. I think. Also, I think League's Cup is coming up soon, too. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's definitely not going to be a liability to have Morales there. I'm just curious if he's going to get more start time or we're really going to see him more on the bench and then come out as a sub. Which I'm not sure if he cares because he's like 30 so maybe he's like i don't need to play 30 you're in your prime that's that's when you want to play that's true but yeah i don't know maybe he doesn't maybe he doesn't care but i do think he should be starting on a team so it makes me sad that well it's only been three games and he started every and he almost started every game last year so let's let's see what happens who do you take out I don't know. Let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> you could get an injury. I mean, nobody wants an injury, obviously, but we'll see. I I think he can fight for a position, and if something's not working, I think Nick Cushing isn't afraid to change it. Like we know, Ronnie would stick to a lineup for games and games and games, and he'd be like, "Nah, that's my lineup." Yeah. But Nick Cushing seems flexible. If something's yeah. not working one way, he'll say, "Okay, I'll try to switch it up next week." So that's one good thing about Cushing. He's not afraid to make a sub. He's not afraid to change up a lineup. He would just go with what's best for the team. You know, I don't know who posted this on Twitter, but it kind of made me think about this. I've been, I said this last week and I'm thinking about it more on what you just said is like, I'm, I'm excited that Cushing is able to like not stick to a lineup and experiment. And, but then I've also been concerned about like, if you do too much experimenting, do you have an identity for the end of the season? Um, and then I saw something on Twitter that's saying a lot of MLS teams are showing the re- beginning of the season as just more preseason because they have so much more time left. And so they're still experimenting in the beginning. And I go, is that good for the league? I don't know. It's kind of like way off topic, but something that I thought <laughs> way about off topic. Was like, is like, is it okay that a lot of teams are still trying to experiment? They're like, oh, you know, when we get to the summer, then we'll sign some free agents. We'll make the move so then we win the playoffs so we win the championship. And it kind of feels like that's what we're doing now, right? We're like, we're not going to sign a sh- – it's probably too late to sign a striker. So now you're going to go in and wait till Tati comes back in the summer. Uh, and <laughs> well, so- you could remember that we, when we talked to Brad Sims, he said those summer signings become valuable because – they're a lot more expensive in the beginning of the season versus the middle of the season. So then what I'm saying is this just then like a longer preseason? I think I think if you think about it that way, um, 
every every league is like that if you think about it let's watch the nfl the nfl is sloppy for the first four weeks you don't know who's a real contender and then when you start getting a week 10 to like 17 that's when you really see somebody shine nba same thing so i don't think i think this is just a league thing i mean when you have a long season like most of these leagues do these first games aren't really a testament to what the team's going to be at the end and we always say it, the team who's hot at the end is the best team, right? Like, if you go into the playoffs hot, you have the highest chance of winning. That's true. So, okay. that's just my thought. Okay. I'm going to agree with you on this one. <laughs> um, Baraza, last one for this game. What were your thoughts on him? Clean sheet. First clean sheet. Well-deserved clean sheet. Yes, I agree. I thought he did. I thought I thought he didn't have to do much. But when he did have to step up, I thought, actually, no, he did have to do much. There was that. I mean, there was well, a few yeah, times with early, Josef Martinez. yeah, early in the game, Josef Martinez really got like past the back line a couple times, and it was dangerous at times. Yeah, so I say, uh, good job, Barasa. I know some. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of Barasa haters out there, and they keep saying, "Well, if you free such." Oh, oh, it was interesting. I don't know what podcast I heard it on, but they asked Nick Cushing, "Is Barasa the goalie?" and Nick Cushing said, "We're still trying to figure out who the starting goalie is." So, well, if he gets another clean sheet at home, just name the guy. Come on, make him the guy. I'm rooting for him. But I, I think they see a lot of potential in freeze. But if we look at just the stats, uh, he only had three saves versus calendar seven. Granted, that's not a good statistic. I mean, because it's still um, also calendar and have no clean sheet. That's very true. His own guy scored on. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Just, just interesting. I, I, I think Barraza is slowly becoming the man. You know what I mean? If you can keep performing like this, if you have clean sheets, how can they take you off the field? Also, did you? Know, there was one. I don't remember when it happened, but there was one time where Barraza did his little, almost assist. Yeah, he pushed it out there, and it almost ended up a goal. Someone shot it. Someone didn't finish it. I don't remember <laughs> who. But uh, I think Barraza did a lot better job this week distributing the ball. Yeah, uh, which is what we like harped on last week, or I harped on last week, and so glad to see that improved. And I'm really excited for him, man. I really, I know everyone's like, "Oh, we got freeze. He played under Block A or Blake." And Blake. So, but and so I'm sorry, I was watching that um, <laughs> that Key and Peel scare right before this. Um, but um, so we should play freeze. But I, at this point, I don't see freeze touching that pitch, bro. Maybe for the U.S. Open. <laughs> One thing I I want to circle back to is. It was James fans back return back in New York. Um, we actually talked to him in the locker room, and this is what he said uh, coming back to New York and coming back to Yankee Stadium. I, I loved it. You know, the fans are uh, have always been great um, for the team and, and for myself. Um, and you know, when they announced my name at the beginning of the game, and you know, you get that reception from the fans, it's it's something special and something I definitely missed. So yeah, he's back. He it was cool in the beginning of the game when they did say Sands, everybody like got really loud in the stadium. So it was a nice tribute to Sands, and uh, that was the most personality we could get out of Sands. <laughs> he's a little serious, but um, well, we asked him at the end. Uh, you didn't put the hard hitting question I asked him at the end, which was um, uh, did you pick up a Scottish accent on the accent on the way there? Yeah, and uh, he said no. I spent most of my time asking, "What did you say?" <laughs> so. Uh, so we're out here asking the real questions for you guys. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it was a good tribute to to Sands. I was I was happy for him, and he played well. I know we didn't like really touch on it because Sands was just Sandy. It's Sands uh, is always Sands. You don't even have to talk about Sands. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, let's let's get into this DC United game. We're playing DC United next. Uh, talk about them a little. I know you did your homework. Uh, I did a little bit of homework. So, <laughs> you know, I'm not anti-DC United only because they beat Toronto FC 3-2 that first game against our oh, uh, goalie, Sean, John. Sean Johnson. <laughs> so, uh, I was I was cheering for DC United first week. Uh, but since then, they have not played so well. They are 0-2 against Columbus Crew. And then they were one and one against Orlando, which Orlando's a pretty good team this year. So that tie is not so bad. Um, but you know, they were, I think, the worst team in the league last year. Um, and they like did a whole revamp revamp of their team. So it's really early on to really know the players. Um, they had they have been tech yeah, uh, he used to play for Crystal Palace. Yeah, but he's 32, 33 years old now. So he's getting a little up there, but he's still good. Um, and then the the big signing that they had was Fuentes, who played really well last year. Oh, yeah. He's out for six to eight weeks. Um, so then they have this, I forget what his name is, but they have someone else starting. Not six to eight weeks, four to six weeks, my bad. But um, but they have someone, I think it's Nagash or Miguel or something like that, who's like uh, the second striker on the team. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that team is young. That team is kind of like brand new, so we don't have too much. Bro, to they have them. Wayne Rooney as their coach. Stud, <laughs> <laughs> stud, automatic win for them. No. Yeah. But um, we're actually, if we look at the standings, we're we have the same amount of points as DC United. So we were talking about their, they weren't that great, but I mean, we're kind of in the same point, uh, same point as them right now. Early, but you know, just some little insight. Yeah, who do you think is the key player for NYCFC in that game? I mean, do we even you know who I'm actually impressed with that we didn't really touch on? Um, Kufre. Kufre took some shots, bro. He's like deadly. He he has some shooting ability on him, and he's not scared to take it. No, he not. He he, he, he played really well. I think. This yeah, I actually really like the performance of Kufre, and I I think he could be somebody that we're not really talking about. We're as we're not talking about Jenik, but Kufre could be that guy. I mean, he played in Europe. He has that experience, so. I don't know. I, I'm actually honestly excited about him. Yeah, I mean, I do think there were a few times where he like aggressively tried to intercept the ball and didn't get it that last game, and then the whole defense had to like switch, right? Like, well, no, he has. There was one mistake late in the game where he shouldn't have. Uh, he kind of like pressed, try to move forward uh, to when they were pushing towards us. He didn't make the tackle, and then they had the whole field open, yeah, which I mean, was scary because at that point we're up one nothing. You don't have to take that risk. Yeah, exactly. I agree with you there. Yeah, so but I do agree. Kufre um played really well that game. I thought, uh, yeah. which is great because I thought the first two games, but of course he's just been on. He just got on the team. Yeah. Uh, but I thought he, I did think he played well. I don't know if he's the man to watch for against DC United. But I do think uh, he's plays well. And I said this on Twitter. Man has the best eyes in the league. Those are some beautiful <laughs> ass eyes. Every I'll time I put that as eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you say as eyes? Those beautiful eyes. Okay, beautiful eyes, not ass eyes. Most beautiful <laughs> eyes in the league. Every time they put them on the big screen, I was hypnotized, bro. Oh, my God, bro. Beautiful. I couldn't. I was Yo, Kufre's going to feel uncomfortable with you in the locker room. I'm not going to the locker room, bro, <laughs> because I, I'm going to feel uncomfortable being around him. <laughs> That's hilarious. I know. I know you. Uh, let's let's get into the starting lineup of what you think. Uh, uh, what our starting lineup will be for this game. So we have Baraza, Tiago Martins, which we actually didn't talk about. Tiago Martins thought he played well too, but we'll keep going. Chano, Genic, 
a goof. Bro, it's not. He, it's Elenic. Elenic. And we could just call him Micha, which just makes life easier. Micha, Micha. Kufre, Sands, Parks, Rodriguez, Perea, Talis, Magno, and Pellegrini. So you have Pellegrini back in the starting 11. I think it makes sense. Who else are we going to put on that left? We could put Jason in. Tiago Andrade is come back. I mean, the thing is, if Pellegrini played so well the last game, how do you take him out? I don't like, think he, I mean, did he play so, so well? Or did he play, ah, he played better than he did the last two games. <laughs> I think we could agree he played better than he did the last two games. Does that mean he played so, so well? I don't know. I mean, he was man of the match. <laughs> <laughs> Heineken was drinking a little too much that night. <laughs> Heineken was telling him celebrate his birthday, yeah, bro. He was letting him celebrate. I wonder, that should have been our question to him. Where are you going after this? Oh, probably home. It was late. And the and, bro, it and, was Saturday. Bro, the dugout was closed. Where's he going? <laughs> That's true. That's Nick Cushing's favorite spot. <laughs> he would have paid for the tab. Um, what do you think of the lineup? I mean, I I think this is gonna be the lineup. I, I do I want to see Talas again in number nine? I just feel like it's 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 a little crazy, but I know that we keep experimenting on it. But honestly, who else are we gonna put? But I have an idea. This is where I want to talk about this. I know it sounds crazy, but is it that insane to put Pellegrini as striker? Okay, okay, okay. Wait, let's let's prep for this. So this is what you think the lineup should be. I mean, this or I got, this is a test try of a lineup. This is a test try of a lineup. People who are listening to the pod, I put Talish on the left, uh, and I put Pellegrini as striker. And what I did do here too was take out, put Santi on the right, and put Parks kind of like as a cam and have three midfielders so we could play Alfredo Morales. But let's not focus on that. That's that's too much. Let's just focus on what if you put Talish on the left, Pellegrini as striker. And I know you're like, you can't just take people. You know, this isn't FIFA. You can't just take people on the left and put them as striker. That's exactly what you did with Talish Magno. <laughs> and my thought is, Pellegrini, I. I feel like I'm seeing that he has better finishing ability than Magno. So then why not give him a try as striker? Uh, this is crazy. And this is crazy because then you're eliminating Gabriel Perea, no, no, who's no, no. the best okay. part of I our just, team. I just one said, of the best pieces in our team. I just right said now. disregard that. <laughs> well, let's, let's, if you're looking at the YouTube, put Santi back at camp. <laughs> Put Parks in front of Morales and then put GP back on the right. I'm just saying switching Talish and Pellegrini. Would you if okay, let's just say instead of doing that, let's keep what you have right now. Santi Rodriguez on the right. Okay, 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 fine. It's gonna get confusing. I don't think Pellegrini should play the striker. Why not? We have not seen it first. Okay, we're we're moving the guy and we're like, hey, 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 you're I know you're a winger. Play the cam, play the 10. Then we're like, hey, 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 instead of playing the 10, go back to the wing. And then another time, hey, 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 play the striker. <laughs> I know you have it, no experience with these roles and just do it. Pellegrini should not be the striker. I, I don't, we have not seen enough to be like, oh, he's a more deadly striker than Talis Magno. I mean, his shots on goal look much better than the shots that Talis Magno have had on goal. That, I wouldn't agree with that. Uh, Talis Magno last game had I don't know how many shots on goal, but I think he had a couple that were right in line with the goalkeeper, which meant that it was not a not a horrible shot, right? I mean, he's he actually got it on goal. Know, but that Pellegrini offside goal was fire, bro. You're basing it off one offside goal, but he also had a few shots, which he I didn't thought. even he didn't even it wasn't like an individual playmaking ability thing that really sparked that goal. It was literally. um 
it was uh it was like a bounce it was like off of another shot that was taken and then he was just free there you know what i mean it wasn't yeah. a tough shot I, I mean but it was a nice shot oh my god I this guy no, no, i'm just you've saying, been riding just, the pellegrini train for, even though you've been talking mad smack but well, he played really bad as a camp <laughs> he played really bad as a camp but i think we should give pellegrini a try striker because we're the thing is Talish Magno is just more talented on the left wing. So even if Pellegrini is not a great striker, aren't we just losing talent on the left and then just have a weaker striker? Like that's why you don't want G you don't want to move GP to the striker either, right? Like we can see that he can finish. We see he has a leg on him, but he's so good on the right wing, right? So don't take him out. Well, but we've seen Talis play a false nine, right? And Santi. If you if you look at last game, Santi took most of our shots. I well, I think I, I gotta look at the stats, but I felt like Santi had more shots than Talis Magno did. So we keep Talis at the nine, but we leave him, let him be free. He's never usually at where the <laughs> where he, he has to be as a nine. He's floating around, he's in the midfield. Talis is everywhere. That's why I think we should put him on the left and put Pellegrini won't go everywhere. You know why? Because he's too slow. Nah. But he could finish. I think we should experiment. Just give Pellegrini his try on striker. Cushion, I know you be listening. Maybe not to us, but you listen. <laughs> no, he listens to the Smarter Podcast, like Blue City Radio. <laughs> I don't think it's a crazy idea. I know people think it's crazy, but I don't see why it's crazy. Uh, give us your thoughts in the YouTube yes, comments. please. Danny's crazy. We all know it. Um, let's Let's get into the betting lines with this game. Right. Re read them out. So we get our our uh, betting lines from FanDuel, by the way, because I think some. I, I like I like DraftKings, bro. All right, well, that's because I only have money in DraftKings because <laughs> I'm broke. <laughs> so uh, the odds for the game are negative one eighty five for NYCFC to win. So we are heavy favorites. Heavy. Plus three ten for the tie. Plus four ten for DC United, and negative one forty six for the over two and a half. So that's expensive. That all is, of well, the negative over two and a half. Well, at some points last season, we were like uh negative two hundred for over two and a half. I, I yeah, that's because we were scoring goals like hotcakes. Yeah, exactly. I think, but I think the negative one eighty five NYCFC win, although expensive, is a lock. I mean, we just we win at Yankee Stadium. DC United isn't a great team. If you have to take a bet, take the win for NYCFC. I'll I'll back that. Yeah, I'm going NYCFC win. Can you give us your uh, final predictions? Then? Let's transition. <laughs> final predictions. Um, I will go two zero. But as another clean sheet, Santi gets some of those goals that he should have gotten last week, and we win this game. I do think that we had a lot of scoring opportunities, but I think just as last year, at the end of last year. All our goals were coming from Maxi Morales, and we don't got Maxi Morales and Callens. Yeah, and I think this team is still suffering from being able to finish. So I think we are going to win the game. I think it's going to be one zero. Own goal? <laughs> <laughs> no own goal. Okay, good. Well, I think actually Perea might score one too. I feel Perea scoring one. Yeah. Him and Santi. I think Burr is going to get the score. So I, I think so too. I don't know about Santi. You are so just because he got a DP position, me like I don't like Santi. I do like Santi, just not DP Santi. Um, all right, whatever. Uh, we have a, a new segment, a little new something. We're gonna try to tease like uh 
the funniest thing that happened in MLS this week. So after the game, Orlando City fans were walking out the stadium and they were not very happy with um with their team's performance. This one particular fan. So just just take a listen. You should filter it. Here I am standing there watching the same movie. No passes being connected. Another team from some other city that no one cares about. Nobody cares about it. They can pretend like they care about you know that you know that right? Yeah. <sighs> it's stressful, yeah. What? It sucks. I'm in the same spot as you. I mean, didn't Avatar? There's another Avatar, isn't there? They just made a second one, right? Yeah. Just came God. Out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. Shout out to the TikToker. I know he has his own TikTok channel. I couldn't see the name specifically, but I know you can see it on the stream. Shout out to you. That was hilarious, bro. That was hilarious. I mean, this is like the third time they interview this guy. And every time they get this guy, he is priceless. Guy. <laughs> he is just so funny. He had this old one where he's talking about it being wet. All right, and it's just hilarious. So this guy's amazing. Uh, yeah, hopefully we keep finding funny things. If you guys find funny things, send them over. So then we have content for the show. Yeah, so we'll try to find the funniest thing that happened in every week. Um, but we're lazy. So if you find something, send it over. Please send it to us because we are definitely lazy. Also, on that note, one more thing I want to talk about because I see you're about to press the outro button <laughs> is... Uh, we're also lazy at selling our tickets. Um, so we're like, let's just give them away. Uh, and we did a raffle last year, last week, but I was a dummy. And I said, first person to ping me, uh, you give the ticket. So we only got one subscriber. What are you doing with the outro music? Keep going, keep going. We're just... <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're going to give away tickets again this week. So I'm going to post this video of me talking on social media and uh, send us a dm showing your subscriber to the show have people subscribe to the show if you want and or they could also put in an entry and then uh friday friday 5 p.m we'll uh give away the tickets to whoever dm'd us and that's, uh, we chose that sounds like a good idea friday at five we'll choose a winner uh we'll also put the video on youtube uh on the instagram but yes we'll be giving away tickets also on saturday we're trying to be there early and give away some stickers um oh we gave some stickers out to talish which was cool oh yes talish did get the stickers he said thank you so that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> wow he said thank you <laughs> what an ending to this uh, this story all right peace, peace out, out y'all guys.